Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know About You. I'm Jesse Fleck, a Christian first and foremost, a wife, a daughter, a leader, a best friend, and a hot mess, if I'm honest. I don't know about you is where I wrestle with my faith and scripture and life and relationships and, well, pretty much everything. Some people journal and write blogs and me, I find talking it out is my way of kind of dealing with stuff. So let's get to it. I don't know about you. But for me, I'm a Christian. And the most important thing that should be on my mind, on my heart, and coming out of my actions is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to anyone who will listen. There is so much polarization and negativity going on. And even within the church, people are arguing amongst themselves. People are looking at at folks and thinking, well, you're on one side of this agenda and not on this side of that agenda. And because see, when we find Jesus Christ, when we start to look at Jesus as our example and we give our lives to Jesus and we repent, when we get a repentant heart and we begin living into the gospel, let me ask you, I know you mean well. I can only guess that if you are a Christian and love the Lord, that you mean well. You don't mean to hinder your brother or sister. You don't mean to throw a stone at them. You don't mean to hurt them. You just want them to understand where you're coming from. And I get it. But I also have to warn you as your sister in Christ. That we can make idols out of good things. We can make idols out of social justice issues. We can make idols out of elections. And I don't know where you stand on things. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. I don't care which side of the aisle you're standing on right now. Because when I look at dinner tonight, I'm sitting at my table. And I have a picture that many of us have in our churches or in our home. And I'm looking at the painting of Jesus. In the upper room with his disciples. And all I can focus on is the way that was painted. How it was painted with six disciples on one side and six disciples on the other. And smack dab in the middle of the table was Jesus. And we know sitting at that table. There was betrayal. We know that sitting at that table were people who disagreed with one another. We know sitting at their table, there were so many different opinions. See, that's what I love about my United Methodist Church. I love the the Wesleyan way of an open table. I still, maybe I'm a sucker, but I still believe in open hearts open minds and open doors. I still believe in open dialogue. I still believe loving our neighbor. I still believe that we can come together with difference in mind, but still be of the same heart and spirit. 
But I'm afraid, brothers and sisters, that we have lost and went different directions, taking the heart and spirit with us. Our opinions, bringing the gospel to others. I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, and I am not casting any judgment or stones. I just am worried that when we start putting ourselves in the mix of choosing sides of the table, we have lost the center. We have lost where Jesus is. But the focus is in the middle. The focus is on loving those on both sides of this thing. And I don't believe that Christians are called to tear each other apart like it's happening right now. And because of it, we're being distracted. We're being distracted from our main mission as the church. The main mission is bringing the lost and the broken to Jesus. And if you are fighting with them, you will never get them to their knees to love Jesus. And we lead them to Jesus and Jesus does the healing and the saving. But are people being blinded by our opinions and our stances to the point that they can't hear the gospel from us? Because the gospel is our saltiness, y'all. And when we lose our saltiness, you know what the scripture says. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have opinions. I'm not saying that we shouldn't stand for right. I'm not saying that we shouldn't fight for social justice issues. But I am telling you, when the pot gets so hot that people cannot eat what's in it, no one's getting fed. We have to wait for things to cool down before they can taste that it's good and that saltiness. <laughs> we need to calm down. We need to take a step back. and We need to hit our knees. We need to repent. I'm not saying don't take a stand for what's right. I'm saying that being, being a Christian and leading people to the gospel has to be our first priority. And if anything gets in the way of that, it is time we remove it. Because the most important thing for us is that the gospel of Jesus Christ advances. And I do not want to lose the church. I love every one of my brothers and sisters. I don't care about skin tone, ethnicity. I don't care where you stand on political views. I am telling you right now, that I love you. I love you because you are a child of God. We may disagree. We may not be of like mind, but I promise you that I love you with the spirit of God that resonates in me. And I'm taken to Philippians. When Paul is writing to the church of Philippi and they're saying, you know what? I know, I know people are preaching the gospel for their own accolades. I know that people are not necessarily preaching the gospel with the right heart. And Paul reminds us of something so very important. I love this verse in Paul. Hear this from Philippians. In chapter 1, I'm going to start at 17. The former preached Christ out of selfish abandon, not sincerity. Supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. You know, people were trying to stir up mess for Paul. But listen what he says. But what does it matter? Do you hear those words? Paul says, hear it again. But what does it matter? Where from false motives are true, Christ is preached. 
And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I'm telling you, if we will trust the Lord, if we could have the faith of Paul in knowing that we cannot control all these circumstances, but I do know this, that if we will advance the gospel, if we will put our eyes on the most important thing, and that is making disciples for Jesus Christ, that God will be proclaimed and God will deliver us. We can't get lost in all of this mess. Right now, everything around us is a hot mess. And if we do not have the voice of calm and be the peacemakers and love people. You see, I believe we're called to be the nurses that are patching up wounds on both sides of this battle that is going on in our world, this polarizing issues left and right. They just There's just more. There's more coming at us every single day. We're polarized over masks. We're polarized over politics. We are polarized over schools choice. We are, we, we are polarized to the hilt right now. And the enemy is winning because we're distracted church. I am asking you to pray with me, to repent with me, because I have to tell you, I have my own opinions and I speak them. But my opinions do not override the gospel. And God tells me that I am called to be at his feet. And his feet's right in the middle of six disciples in that painting. And I can't help but think that that's exactly where he's calling us to be right now. In a repentant heart. In a posture of prayer. Ready to point people to him. And if we're going to be loud on our social media Let's make it loud for Christ. Let's make it loud to share some hope in the world. Let's let's preach the gospel loudly. Let's drown out everything else with the gospel. What would happen if we stop posting our opinions and start posting scriptural truths about Jesus' love? If we wouldn't argue with our coworkers about issues or get in our, our little silos and and have fun talking about our point of view and, and how the other person's wrong. If we could actually step across the line and love others, even when we don't agree with them. What if we saturate the world with the love of Christ and keep our opinions to ourselves and let the gospel speak for, for us? Because we're supposed to die to self, remember? We're supposed to die to self and we're supposed to proclaim Christ. We're supposed to show Christ. We're supposed to live our lives so others see Christ and not us. And that does come with mercy. And that does come with standing for social justice issues. I'm not saying that, please. I want to reiterate that time and time again. I don't want any negativity right now because I am not against you. But I will tell you this. That I am in a repentant heart right now. I am in a posture of prayer. And I have asked God to forgive me for putting my opinions above his gospel. I've gotten lost in all the mess. 
and I have found my way back to the feet of Jesus. And I'm going to hug all 12. Six on the, the left side, six on the right side, all from different walks, even Judas. Because God is a redeeming God. God is a transforming God. I've seen it. Going into the prison with Kairos, I've seen some women who have done some things that are unimaginable. That they have found the gospel. They have found the love of Jesus Christ and they are living it inside prison walls. And right now, they are probably more free than many of us spiritually. So I hope that you will join me in taking some time and looking at what might just be taking more of your time, more of your energy, and taking up your news feeds and your text messages and your blog readings and see if, if that's about Jesus or if that's really about you, about your opinions about where you want to stand, what you want to do, what you want the world to advance like. Because that's what I'm doing. I don't know about you. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I ask you. I ask you to forgive me. I'm a sinner and I'm broken and I have opinions and I have fears and I have anxieties, God. This world scares me like nobody's business and I can only imagine how scared Paul and the other disciples were. But God, I'm scared. And I know a spirit of fear doesn't come from you. And God, I, I repent of that. Right now, I am in a repentant posture that God, I have let the mess of this world Stop me from making every moment count for you. Lord, forgive me. Lord, show your grace and mercy upon me as you do every day. And know that I am, I am sorry. Know that I love your children even if I don't agree with them. Even though I might think, they're a hot mess. Lord, it's not my place to judge because I'm a hot mess. Lord, I pray that you will bring us to our knees. And I pray that it's not too late that we hit them now. And that you don't have to, you don't have to find us even worse. God, the church is hurting. The church is divided. And I read the other day, God, that what a divided world needs is a united church. And God, I ask that you will unite us back to our calls to remind us that what does it matter unless the uh, all that matters is that the gospel is advanced. Father, help us. Help us to advance the gospel, to put, to become like-minded, not like-minded, but like-hearted and with the same spirit, God, that we can walk with that before we do with our minds. Help us to realize that your word is truth and that our thoughts and our feelings lie. God, thank you for loving me as a broken sinner who, uh, who God gets distracted like a cat with a fly in the room. 
But God, I just want to focus right back at you. I find myself just envisioning myself right at your feet, God. Have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. I've not always been a peacemaker. And God, help me stumble less and less every day. In Jesus' name we pray.